everyone. Today is the 29th day of the 30 days of gratitude and thankfulness. And before we start the word, um, I want to encourage everyone to share um, this word and also like and subscribe to my channel and my podcast. Um, I thank you all for listening. And the title for today's word is Accepting Feedback. Christ has called us to hold each other accountable and offer rebuke to other believers, whether it's verbally, through a sermon, or through a prophetic word. While there may be some believers who may not be agreeable to receive a rebuke, it is still necessary for the body of Christ to be able to stay united and also to mature. As difficult as it is to be rebuked, it is for our benefit to accept it as positive feedback. In order for us to learn what we should change in our character and what we should work on that is hurting us, and what we should let go that is holding us back or acknowledge when we have sinned. Rebuke can be directed towards the church, to, towards church leaders, towards the members, and also it can be used to rebuke a child, a family member, a friend, and in the work environment with colleagues or staff. In the work environment, it is considered feedback, but it's not guided by godly principle. In chapter 29, verse 1 states, who is often rebuked and hardened his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I've never heard someone say that that person does not accept guidance or feedback no matter how you present it. They have hardened their hearts and closed their ears to rebuke as they follow their own way without God being the center of their life. In the NKJ Study Bible provides a definition for the phrase, often rebuke, which in Hebrew means a man of rebukes. A person who rejects rebukes or feedback is stubbornly rejecting God's correction and will face disastrous consequences. As believers, we should be open to receive rebuke as long as it is to edify, for correction, to provide constructive criticism, or to produce change. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 20, it states, um, and provides an excellent example of a rebuke due to sinning, in which the person was called out and rebuked in front of the congregation. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all. The rest also may fear. According to the NKJ Study Bible, it states that this verse refers to elders who fail in their leadership, whether in the local church, their social life, or in their home life. Rebuke is a command to bring a sin to light, to expose it before all, including elders in the church body. And this can be found in page 2048. The public rebuke of a sinning elder is to provide an example to the members to prevent the congregation to start justifying their own sins. For them to see that even the elders of the church are to be the example of living a blameless life. It is not to openly chastise or embarrass them in front of the congregation. No, not at all. It is more for accountability purposes. Of course, no one wants to be singled out or have to publicly confess to their downfalls. It, it takes a truly humble person to do this and accept the rebuke and then learn from it. God sees their humbleness and he restores the individual fully. 
currently we do not see this happening in churches presently. Instead, the person usually leaves the church quietly or announces moving on to another location or is kept under the rock. The problem with that is that the leader was never held accountable to his or her sin and this leaves room for the person to either repeat the sin again or not have the opportunity to fully repent or make right what they did. Rebuke is like the last attempt to come clean and repent. God disciplines us and calls us out when we are sinning. In Hebrews 12, um, verse 5 states, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Rebuke not only comes from mentors, leadership, peers, but also comes directly from God. He gives us an ample of warnings, and when we do not listen or hear his still voice, he then rebukes us. In, t- in Titus 1 verse 13 states, This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. This is an example of rebuke that comes with correction and expected change. Again, Titus chapter 2 verse 16 states, Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 5 states, It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for men to hear the songs of fools. A rebuke makes us learn from our mistakes. It helps us grow and it also helps us work on making things right instead of running away from them. The next um, word is titled, What is a Revelation? What is a Revelation? The word revelation comes from the word to reveal and the Greek word apocalypsis, which means to uncover, the drawing away by Christ of the veil of darkness covering the Gentiles. The mystery, the purpose of God in this age, this can be found on page 964. In verse 18 states, where there is no revelation, the people pass off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. In the NKJ Study Bible states in page 1074 that word revelation in Hebrew means to speak of revelatory vision, a word from God. Without God's revelation of the law, the people flounder. True happiness is discovered within the constraint of the revelation in the counsel of the Savior. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 states, The genuineness of your faith being much precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation. This verse demonstrates that we have to be genuine in our faith in Jesus Christ, especially when we go through difficult trials. We see how God uses this situation to purify us and to bring us to grow in salvation, which brings us glory to God. This is a revelation of change. For many of us that were once living a sinful life, we walk around with blinders in our eyes, and these blinders acted as a blockage and barrier to accepting the word of truth or accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In Galatians 1 um, verse 12, For I neither received it from men nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. The NKJ Study Bible provides an example of Paul's revelation. 
There was no human creativity flavoring the gospel Paul preached. Paul knew it only because he received it by special revelation from Jesus Christ through his conversion. God revealed himself to Paul, and through his conversion, he received the revelation of God's plan for his life. Sometimes the truth that a person is searching all of their life is a spiritual revelation because God has been calling them out to be saved. However, it is not until the person accepts it and opens to let God inside their heart that they will acknowledge this revelation of how they were in the past and who they have become once they are saved. Ephesians 3.3 states, How that by which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he had made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which why you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. This verse shows that how God used Paul to revelation about his ministry to the Gentiles and the mystery of what God was going to do in his life and what God revealed to him regarding his ministry. That ministry was that the Jews and Gentiles were to have equal status in the church as well as the body of Christ. There are many ways that God gave us revelation, and it can be through dreams, during prayer, and prophetic word, as well as directly from heaven. We have to use discernment, good judgment, and be prayed up to receive God's revelation and to confirm that they are coming directly from God. In anything that we do, we need to test the Spirit through God's Word and through prayer to confirm that it is indeed coming from God. The next word, seeking God's favor. In verse 26 states, Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for a man comes from the Lord. God is in charge of our lives, and only Him we should be seeking favor, not men. Finding God's favor is shown in many biblical characters who were called by God, favored by God, and protected as well as being blessed by Him. One is found in Genesis 39 verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. The example of Joseph first shows how God was always with him. Second, the favor of the Lord, the Lord was with him because Joseph was faithful to God. Third, God's favor followed him because Joseph was faithful what he was given. Then God blessed him with even more as he was highly favored. Another great example is that of Esther. In Esther chapter 2 verse 17 states, the king loved Esther more than all other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. In this verse, we see how God's favor was not only seen by the king, but the king also found favor in Esther. It was referred to grace and favor, which means abundant favor. In the NKJ Study Bible, page 814. The favor and grace was not related to her being at the right place at the right time or the right person. It was abundant, highly favored because of her faithfulness to God. Psalms 512, For you, O Lord, 
will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Once we are saved, God's favor is with us and protects us from evil, harms, or attacks of the enemy. In Psalms 30, verse 5 states, His anger is but a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, with joy comes in the morning. Well, this is deep. To know that his favor still covers us even when he is angry and that he brings us joy after our trial is a testament of his favor. The Bible clearly warns and encourages us to seek God's favor rather than men. In Proverbs 3, verse 4, And so find favor in high esteem, sight of God, and not men. Seek God's favor even at your worst and darkest time. Jeremiah 26, verse 19. Today's prayer. Lord, how amazing it is to know that you as a loving Father rebuke us when we are not doing what is right and hold us accountable to our sin. Lord, we understand that sometimes a rebuke may come from an elder, a mentor, or a pastor, but more importantly, it is for that so we can accept it humbly and learn from it. We also understand that there are times in which we will have to do the rebuking. Lord, teach us your ways, your word, your wisdom, and discernment to do it with a loving heart and with good intentions so that it can edify the person and as a result, they can grow in their walk with you. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself to us and teaching us the path of righteousness and the revelation of your salvation. Help us grow each day and get closer to you. This will help us to be renewed and become a better person. We are grateful for the many ways that you give us this revelation through dreams, prayers, prophetic words, and directly from you. Help us to develop and gain discernment and act on good judgment to confirm that this is coming directly from you. Lord, guide us and help us to seek your favor instead of men's favor. Let us be anointed with favor as a testimony of the many blessings that you give us, how you change us, and how you deliver us from sin. Lord, let those who are seeking a spiritual revelation not only know how to find out that you are what they are seeking, that their spirit hungers for that ultimate spiritual connection with the sword, which is you, Lord, through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. Let their eyes be open today to accept the truth of your word and gain the favor of the Lord in their lives. Lord, how amazing it is to know your teachings as your word is living and active to reach the deepest thoughts, emotion, hurt, pain, trauma, and be revealed so that we can gain healing and be able to see the revelation of the plans that you have for our future. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.